Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Um, what are we on episode 38? 39. 9. 39. 9. Bloody hell. Every week. Right. Okay. Right. Well, welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 39. Uh, it is a late-ish Sunday evening, I suppose. It's late-ish. It's late. Obviously, we've been doing morning shows up on uh, last week and this week. Um, today, I would say I'm joined like I'm the host. It seems to have just panned out that way. But cause, just because we can't, only... yeah, because we can't shut you up. That's why. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yes, I am joined by one shredded Ed and hello, uh, hello and one uh, Alex, Alex Hemming. Hello. Please, I got that right. Please. I said, no, I'll just butchered her surname. No, 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 that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, that's that was right, yeah. <laughs> so um, how about you two say how you know each other? Because you two know each other in real life, right? We've met this one time, yeah. <laughs> um, this is the, the, the infamous Mrs. Shredded Ed. <laughs> Not quite shredded, but yeah. <laughs> Neither is Ed, but we don't stop calling that. <laughs> true, also, true. Also, actually, progress picture today, mate. En route, en route, en route to yeah. I think you, you, you have, you are leaner than me though at the moment, mate. So from the front, from maybe the front. not from the back. <laughs> yeah, let, let's get our glutes out and compare them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, mate, I don't think I've ever seen my glutes. Like, no matter how lean I've ever been, they've, they've never been on show. So, damn. To be fair. Male, when I was putting weight back on after my show, I had no abs, but I still had glute striations. But I had no abs. Really? Yeah. It was, wow. Yeah, stupid. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. And I think this is like where Matty was like, oh, you're way ahead of me on progress. We could, like, he was talking about the photo shoot. And uh, I was saying, yeah, but I've just got to make sure my shoots are from the front and I'm okay. All the shots from the front because I'm okay. But if it's from behind, I might struggle so much. <laughs> it's weird how fat distribution happens. It's just really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of annoying as well. Yeah, it is annoying because I think, I don't know why, I think my experience is for most people that whatever fat distribution you have, you're not happy with it. Like you'd basically, like some people might have it front, back, up, down, whatever. And whatever way you had, you'd have something to complain about, wouldn't you? So The grass is always greener, mate. It's always greener. That is the way. So, um, cool. Well, at least I know, or everyone now knows why uh, or how you two know each other. That's pretty cool. Um Let's. I was going to say let's get a bit more of an uh, bit more background and maybe how you two met. But is that too much detail? Too much. It was on Tinder, mate. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, may, that may have been a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and be honest, there was the pause there. I was thinking, I don't know to say this or not. But I'm going to. <laughs> uh, yeah, the apps like you can actually use it for for meeting semi-decent people and not just getting your end away so yeah Ouch. amazing 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 Alex, <laughs> Alex um what made you swipe the right way for because I don't even, I've never used it so I don't even know which way is the right way were, were mobiles <laughs> even out when you and Jenna got together I don't even know whether it was mate yeah I don't know if I had iPhones or because now it's a lie um yeah anyway yeah I, yeah I don't know what what made you swipe the right way then, Alex um I don't know really just I don't know. He, he looked. He looked all right. So there you go. All Just right. all right. Easily pleased. You can't. <laughs> you can't put your personality on uh, Tinder. 
Yeah. You're not, you're not have, well, do you not have profiles or yeah, biographies? didn't or... write anything, did I? Because then they'd give the game away. Give okay. it away. <laughs> Maybe that was that air of like mystery. Like the milk tray man. <laughs> oh well, okay. So let's 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 crack on with the content because we've got people waiting for this. So the con or the stuff, the topic we want to talk about today is quite a cool topic. Um, although it could be a little bit uh, sensitive in some places, so uh, be nice. But it's kind of inspired, spurred, or motivated by some of the, the the recent stuff in the media around the new cancer research campaign. Plus, I guess we've talked about stuff like this before, either with some of the other episodes on with some guests, so take like Franz episode, or um, we've had this conversation obviously privately as well, haven't we before? But really around body image, dare I say, the the, the term fat shaming, um, and essentially the new cancer research campaign has kind of come out because a uh, reasonably, I say famous, she's got a blue tick, must be fairly famous. So I've never heard of her, but then I'm not into comedy. So as I said before, if we started this call, that I'm just so funny, I don't need outside comedians. So. Well, maybe if you started to watch some <laughs> comedians, you might you might learn what is funny and not just laugh at yourself. <laughs> well, so the thing is about comedy, it's all about the timing, isn't it? So True. True. Right. So, yeah. So she she's basically uh, seen this campaign, which I think we were saying, I think it's a massive billboard in the underground. Um, it's what it looks certainly looks like. I haven't, I haven't actually read a huge amount about it, so I don't know. But um, it, it looks like a huge billboard with the word obesity, um, with some of the letters missing. So in like hangman style, uh, we're saying, guess what is the biggest preventable cause of cancer after smoking? So, um you know, just before going any further, it'd be quite funny how many people wouldn't know what OB space S space space Y is. is it, do you think it, like, it's fair, most people should know what that word is? I'd imagine you'd guess, but I guarantee a lot of people are like, what? What? Um, yeah. Uh, I think it, it. what's really interesting and what's really kind of quite cool and quite nice and sort of self-affirming is the fact that we've mentioned this before on the podcast uh, in the early episodes and um, when we were talking about sort of health and the biggest sort of preventer of a lot of long-term diseases um, especially when you start looking at like coronary heart disease and stuff like that um, we, we've mentioned this before um, and I know Matt likes to kind of touch upon it a lot and uh, obviously with mm -hmm. his, his fiance being a, a GP um it, it, so it's kind of cool you know the fact that stuff like this you talk about it and people sometimes go oh yeah but, but cancer that's just smoking and it's hereditary so it you know you can't really change your your risk factor of that that's what a lot of people think uh, and then the fact that we've kind of gone out and gone no 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 um, by overeating uh, for a long period of time and by basically being overweight you, you can you put yourself higher at risk um, and now you know cancer research you know, whatever they say people are going to believe um now they're they're saying it too so it's pretty cool that you know we are on the talking sense uh which is yeah yeah no, that's a really cool point yeah we didn't just sort of just, talk about it in whatsapp beforehand and go what bullshit should we make up this week yeah yeah let's say it's not, it's not like we uh we made it up it's just it's interesting because obviously most most of the stuff you we've learned and most of the kind of the, the evidence or the scientific papers and stuff you read most of the things like when you see positive health outcomes yeah, I would say most of them come from just people losing weight. And that's kind of what we've been saying for so long. Like people focus on the small little things or little tiny things they can do to become healthier. When you think, actually, it's really simple to improve your health drastically by just getting a healthy weight range. 
it's that it really is that simple and like it is quite cool something like this has come out to um affirm almost affirm that i I, mean, I know i guess just touch on the bit because obviously it has come up in some of the um the points that this sophie has made but like they've said cause of cancer now i don't think you can say that i think maybe that's where they she might have a bit of an issue where she said isn't obesity doesn't cause cancer but certainly it um just from the the, the correlative factors show that you are definitely at higher risk sorry it's not guaranteed to get cancer but yeah obese, yeah but yeah, it's not like every obese person is going to end up getting cancer, and it's not like every person who's suffered with cancer has has been obese. I know many, many people who have um, either kind of overcome cancer or, or or died because of because of it, um, who haven't been obese. Um, just taking for an instance, my uh, my mum's boss, uh, he had uh, stomach cancer, and he was he ran marathons every. Well, he's a fun runner and did marathons and did all sorts, and he was skinnier than I am. Um, you know, some things just can't be helped. But like we say with everything, you know, if you have a hereditary heart disease, that can't be helped. Um, but you can put yourself more at risk of becoming susceptible to that by being overweight, by having a very very high fat diet and stuff like that. Um, so you know, yeah. there's there's many 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 different things isn't there but some things you, you just can't help but potentially you could put it off by five or ten years by being as healthy as possible um and mm -hmm. i suppose that's when you kind of look at you know what why you do things and you know it's when you you get a lot of clients come to you like, and i bet you can attest to this now um why do you want to be healthier well because i want to be healthier because my kids and I want to be able to, you know, be a granddad or be a great granddad and I want to be able to run around and play with them. And we, I think you mentioned this in one of the podcasts just a few weeks ago. How sweet was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so yes, there's vanity yeah. reasons, but at the same time, you know, that's a, that's a big one, isn't it? So no, no, definitely. Definitely. So should we quickly explain um, the, 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 what this comedian, what she was kicking off about? Yeah. Um, yeah. For those so, who haven't so, seen or haven't heard. Yeah, definitely. So, so obviously she's seen that she and I can even read her tweet out because I've got it in front of me. So she basically said, right, is everyone currently working on getting this piece of shit Cancer Research UK advert removed from everywhere? Is this something is there something I can sign? How the fucking fuck is this OK? So that was her first tweet. Now, Cancer Research did reply to her in a polite manner. So she said so. They, sorry, they said. Hi, Sophie. Our campaign isn't meant to make anyone feel bad about their weight or make anyone think negative to, negatively about people who are overweight or obese. Our aim is to raise awareness, awareness of the link between cancer and obesity. As after smoking, obesity is the second biggest cause. It is our duty to inform people uh, about this and lobby the government policies, which will help us to keep a healthy weight. And then they've just put a link to their website for more information. So she replied saying... Uh, what your campaign is doing is so incredibly damaging that I can't even begin to describe it in only 280 characters. There are many people who have tweeted me their articles about it. Try reading those. There is no excuse for you to have this campaign up. And you can absolutely go away in terms of trying to excuse it. Society viewing fatness as a negative thing is a thing that kills more than the cancer that you might get to, due to maybe something to do with you possibly weighing more than a certain weight, possibly, maybe. So she's emphasized a lot of words there. So, so she's essentially just turned around and said that it's a fat shaming article, which is causing more damage. And, and I mean, she has said that it kills more than cancer. So, I mean, I guess like maybe, I mean, what, Alex, um, you're not in the fitness, fitness industry, right? No. 
So really? for some, for someone outside of the fitness industry, um, kind of how does that make you feel? Kind of hearing that that's happened. Um, I think it's quite sad that uh, it could lead to people thinking that if the fact that they could end up with um, a disease that that could lead to being life threatening, but at the same time, if people have the right mindset, then it then it could encourage them to to think beyond the um, the disease and sort themselves out if they if they feel they're overweight or obese. Mm. Do, I mean, uh, do, are your immediate thoughts are like it is fat shaming or isn't, or is it? Because obviously you've said the two almost two different mindsets then so one one person might be you know gives them a kick up their backside maybe they need to do improve their health and for other people they might see it as fat shame so kind of what do you think I think I, th- I think it depends on your mindset though I think like some people will see it as fat shaming um and some people might might not I think it depends on the individual mm. what do you think okay. So if you Me? if you were to look no 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 it's Alex what would you think would you initially think that it's fat shaming or would you think that it's got a valid point? I think to to first look at it like if you if you just looked at it I think it would come across as fat shaming but then perhaps the more you you looked into it the more you could perhaps see that it could also bring out positive side in people who are perhaps overweight. So it's kind of quite interesting I suppose because. I suppose looking at it from a, a point of view where I suppose um, I already know that, um, as in I know it's a, it could be sort of a, a correlative cause, um, my instant thought is yes, I'm glad they're now saying about this um, and they're not sort of beating around the bush with it, they're being very direct and I didn't, particularly myself when I first saw it, I didn't think it was a fat-shaming article, I thought it was very informative, um, but kind of hearing it from other people's points of view because I already knew that so I already read into it the right way I suppose whereas people who maybe didn't know that um, and didn't even think about that might potentially read into it the wrong way Um, and also I think kind of maybe it depends on uh, your your own personal size as well Um, as a slimmer individual I you know it might, might sort of not be as affected whereas if somebody was potentially overweight they may be obviously more affected than, than mm. what I am I find it. Um, I, I I just thinking about it. I mean, I'm certainly on that same uh, wavelength or, or same side as you. I think on that Ed. I think the way they've done it is difficult to be seen as fat shaming, in my opinion, because it's a word and a statement and factual. They haven't used any images. They haven't kind of made it personal in any way. Um, I just I think from from that perspective, it's quite difficult for me, w- with my own biases, to kind of see that as anything but reasonably factual. Um, the the only the only issue I do have is the whole they've used the word cause, which is in in observational or correlative stuff is quite a difficult thing to accept because you can't ever really determine cause in those things because too many variables, so it yeah. is difficult. But I think most people within the the scientific industry or evidence based kind of any types of practice would accept that it's a strong correlation um, given, you know, like, I mean, I haven't looked at the the actual, the research that they're referring to, so it's difficult for me to really comment personally, but I think we all know from what we, we already know that it's, it, there is a strong correlation there. So that 
there are certainly something or some ways of being overweight that are affecting these types of diseases and illnesses and certainly all cause mortality is a lot higher um, or the risk of it than being in a healthy body weight range so yeah yeah i i think well, like with anything though like i said you know you read into things depending on your your knowledge level um it's like if you read certain papers and to the telegraph they put in their kind of political uh comic strip type thing the little uh cartoon and you're only going to read into it if you know what it kind of it's it, it's kind of digging at and you only know if you know that news story you're going to read into it in that way otherwise it's just a funny little cartoon um yeah. of you know some stick characters or whatever so uh, it's kind of a bit like that isn't it really i suppose um if you kind of knew that then you might read into it that way if not then you might read into it another way and be a bit like oh well why are they saying that or oh, is this like a new the, the latest thing you know cake caused cancer yesterday uh because it's got chocolate in it and then the the day before it was being on your mobile phone too much the day before that it was walking on the wrong side of the road um uh, the day before that it was watching too much telly um yeah. is, is it just today's cause um in the uh, everything causes things but like you say we have plenty of research with very strong studies to to say that yeah you know what probably outside smoking and genetics and and you know what's hereditary to what to you it, it could well be up there with the you know causes and such um yeah so uh, yeah. It, it's that, a touchy one it is a hard one and a touchy one yeah i think one of the issues might be from why she's taken such a strong approach or ill feeling towards it is because from what i understand she's also had fat shaming dealt or, or she's had to deal with fat shaming herself previously so that kind of lines into some of the things you've just said, and that depends on your own feelings, you know, your own weight to a certain extent. Obviously, her being, I mean, I don't think, I'm not being derogatory when I say this, but obviously looking at her, she is overweight. You would certainly say without doubt she's in the obese category of BMI. So I think it's, you know, again, being factual and not emotive about it. I think for her, she's she it, having had people say stuff to her probably before about it, you can probably see why she's got strong such strong views about it. How, but then that does come down to a bit like cognitive bias or personal bias in that yeah. is she then because she's got such strong views is that then causing her to have this reaction because you know you, you often hear people say things along the lines of if you're triggered by something it's a bit like well you're often triggered by things that you don't like about yourself or um you know kind of like if the shoe fits scenario yeah. yeah 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 so i i would kind of almost argue against her because i've always been slim and i bet alex is exactly the same you know somebody who's always been slim never been overweight never had weight issues or struggled with weight and this is where we can talk about things like body image and stuff a little bit later but because uh, i think it's a slightly different thing in how you perceive yourself and stuff but you know factually i've never been overweight i've never i've always been at the low range of healthy weight um and i've always been quite slim um you know, I I would almost, you know, always kind of argue there's no excuse for being overweight or anything like that. But at the same time, um, I would never sort of say um, you should be slim. Uh, and I think with kind of going down the little rabbit hole of uh, talking about fat shaming and that sort of stuff, um, you know, if you if you have had to deal with that, it's, it's a horrible thing, and I don't think anybody should shame you for being overweight or being underweight or or anything like that. You could look at it on completely the flip side of saying, well, you know, as a skinny person or as a slim person, loads of people, oh, you're too skinny, you're too skinny, um, 
uh, and stuff like that. And it's like, well, why? Should, why? Probably because they're overweight, so they're saying that to almost. Is it to make themselves feel better, or is it because to them, in their their opinion and their view, that they are too slim? Um, it, it, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you know, it's all in the eye of the beholder, sort of thing. Um, I, I definitely think it's socially acceptable to obviously say someone you're looking very thin or you know you you need to put on some weight however if you said to an uh an overweight person you need to lose some weight obviously that's far that's not socially acceptable yeah and yeah that would fall in the fat shaming realm so uh, i guess the yeah. point, point you're making there I, I think it's kind of slow the tables are slowly slowly turning in the fact that people are becoming more aware of mental health and stuff like that and things like an, or anorexia and stuff so to you know people are becoming more aware of you know the fact that if you said to somebody oh you're you're very skinny um you know i, I think i think kind of like our generation and the generations below would probably know not to say to somebody you're too skinny because they're more aware of things like anorexia and, and things like that and more sort of mental health diseases and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas if you were to talk to our parents or most likely our grandparents kind of age, they're the type of people who would turn around and go, oh, she's a bit fat or oh, she's a bit of a skinny one uh, or, or he or, you know, and, and they're because it's more socially acceptable with their generation to say things like that. Whereas now we're becoming more aware of uh, issues and, and people's feelings at the end of the day. Mm. So, so do, do either of you think anything along or think of, I'm trying to think of position this question without giving me leading like making it too leading but what do you think about the the difference yeah let me restart so what do you think about the difference of either the mental side of it so that the the negative consequences to someone's health by potentially saying something that could be health uh, sorry fat shaming versus the physical side of some being able to support someone or, or saying something to help them for their physical well-being so basically it's kind of a bit like we're saying in that you can't say to a, an overweight person you need to lose some weight because it's fat shaming um obviously you potentially have a negative consequences on their mental health but you're obviously trying to improve their physical health so what do you see how, how does that kind of fit in or what kind of feelings or opinions do, do either of you have on that so whoever wants to go i think it's down to tact the way you do it how close you are you wouldn't go up to somebody so i always remember the scenario of when i was in second year at university i used to live on a, a street just off one of the main, the main high street and my house, my bedroom was on the front of the house and i used to it was a massive window basically i had a full length window pretty much in my, in my bedroom and it was in front of my desk so i'd sit at my desk my windows were open i'd be looking outside and I remember seeing this was just as I was starting to get interested in nutrition. I remember seeing this guy, and he was he was morbidly obese. He was very very large, and he was walking from lamppost to lamppost and taking a breather at each lamppost because he was just exhausted of the fact he was walking down the street. Um, and I thought, you know what, fair play to that guy. He's up and he's out. He's not in a you know like a mobility scooter or something like that, like you see quite a lot of people um, you know whizzing round on. Uh, I thought, you know, fair play to him. But I also kind of thought like. I'd love to be able to just go down there and say, look, if, if you're wanting to lose weight, I'd love to help you. And, you know, uh, but at the same time, you're like, you can't do that almost, can you? You can't go down and unless, uh, unless you know somebody's struggling with their weight um, and they are, you know, they're trying to lose weight and they're struggling, then that leaves the door open, I think, to say, can I help or, but I think it's so incredibly difficult when, 
maybe they don't know or they don't realize or they don't care. That's the big thing. A lot of the time, they just don't care that they're overweight. Uh, and who are we to judge? Are, are you saying they don't care? Sorry, is that what you, you think? That some, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody because some people care deeply and they're they get they're really upset about the fact that they've let themselves go to to whatever. But some people generally don't care that they're overweight, like that comedian you mentioned. You know, they I mean, maybe deep down they do care, and maybe deep down yeah. they're thinking you know they're quite sensitive about it, and that's why they make jokes and they make fun of it. Um, we sort of mentioned this off air. Just you know, you've got the the Sarah Millican or the the uh, Amy is it Amy Schumer, I think her name is uh, the American comedian who's quite sort of vulgar about lady things, and um, they're both you know they're not skinny minis. Uh, but they say they don't care and they, you know, they make jokes and they make light of the fact they're slightly overweight or they like cake or they're a bit, a bit wobbly when they walk and stuff. And it's, it's funny because people can relate. Um, a lot of people can relate, but at the same time, it's like, well, if you really dug down to it, are they kind of making jokes for it because they're slightly sensitive about the issue? Um, or do they generally just not care? Some people generally just do not give a shit. And some people generally see themselves as healthier. Um, and some people generally sort of, they prefer a more curvy partner and, and that sort of thing. And uh, like I say, you know, it's all in the beholder, isn't it? Um, and just another quick yeah. point, and I'll let somebody else talk. Uh, I remember years and years ago watching a program, I think it was an MTV, and it was one of these... Um, like Jessica Simpson or somebody like that... Um, who was going around different cultures and going to different tribes and things and they were looking at what beauty was and they were looking at um, what was beautiful to their culture and how they perceived beauty and they went to an African tribe and they had some very beautiful ladies and they were you know typically slim um, in what we'd consider like a they looked healthy um, they would get engaged to their their spouse to be and they would then go and sit in a, a mud hut for six weeks I think it was something like that and they would just feed them goat's milk they'd literally like have them on a goat's milk drip and they would just fatten them up and they would come out and they'd be morbidly obese they would be so so large to the point of where they hadn't walked for for the, the duration of the time they'd been in there they had barely moved and all they'd been doing is just drinking basically full fat milk um and they were they were massive they were really big but that was beauty to them and so they got them fat they married them and they they probably yes they did slim down over time but um that was beauty to them and you know instead of dieting and losing weight for their wedding photos and not that they had the photos but uh they they plumped up um yeah so it's uh so is that a camera made of bamboo <laughs> yeah 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 um Christ, it, it's just um it's just it was just interesting. It's very interesting to see, you know, different cultures. You go to a different country. We get aired in a ridiculous amount of countries, more so than I ever thought ever possible. And, you know, we're in sort of 50, 60, 70 countries. I can't remember the number, but, you know, we're, we're broadcast all over the world. And there's people who are listening from elsewhere in other countries and they might be going, yeah, but skinny isn't beautiful or, or whatever. Um, and even people in the UK, uh, I know plenty of people who... One of my best mates, Dave, he, we always joked about this, like we always said when we lived together at university, we'd never, um, we'd never find each other's partners attract, no, that's the wrong thing to say, uh, we'd never run off with each other's partners, we always said, uh, as a joke, because we just found different things, um, the different things attractive, like me and a couple of the other guys prefer a slimmer, slimmer lady, and, um, 
he preferred somebody with more curves and um and such not saying like you know preferred people really overweight because if amy's listening i feel horrific saying this because she's not overweight at all <laughs> she's quite slim um but he preferred you know a more Katy perry type thing you know um less so uh uh uh, uh a miley cyrus slim you know something like that if you get my get my drift yeah, uh, <laughs> Ali, do you, do you want to chip in with something before it sort of kind of goes on in more of a tangent? Or... <laughs> um, I think the way that you that you put it across to somebody, I think it's very much um, the person that you perhaps are to them. Like if you're close to them, then you know how they'll take different ways that you're putting things across. Whereas if you don't really know the person, that's I think perhaps when you need to be a bit more careful on how how you interpret what you what you're trying to say um yeah if you had a, a friend al um you had a close friend that was se- severely overweight and probably should do something about it because you know full well that it could affect them later on in life how would you would you go about tackling the situation with them or would you uh just kind of ignore it and and wait for them to sort no, of I would, I'd, I'd tackle it with them but i would I would perhaps kind of get myself involved as well, like, oh, should we join a gym, go together, be motivational that way and do it together as opposed mm. to just saying, look, you need to lose weight, go and sort, like, try and go and sort out yourself. Do it as a pair and then that's when you, you just get more motivated if you've got someone to do it with you. It, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting concept because... Um, like, I, I, I can talk about this right now, I think, because I'm sure that any relevant people won't be listening so i'm sure it's fine however if they are listening which i'm sure they are you're going to slag if, slag matt morgan off again uh <laughs> he won't be listening definitely so that'll be fine. <laughs> no just um i was just gonna say actually and this is genuinely got zero actual relationship or is relevant but no relationship to this topic or this sorry this specific scenario in terms of obviously like this campaign and you know the body image type of stuff we've done but i've had conversations with um like family members about this exact type of scenario of supporting people in terms of they are overweight how do you support them without basically coming across like a total dickhead so and this like this scenario happened today in uh, i was asked to buy a birthday cake and i and and i was kind of saying like i've said the numerous times that for the person's birthday it was we're probably best to not encourage cake eating. Eat, well, yeah, but like keep eating for the wrong reasons. So, and by the wrong reasons, I mean like traditionally we celebrate things with food. All right, food is brilliant and we should celebrate stuff and have good times. However, obviously, if you are someone that is overweight or obese, I would argue that one of the things is like as a family member or a close friend or whoever. You should probably, and if you are, if you basically if you have concerns for the health, then you should probably try not to do things like encourage them to go out for meals, have takeaways, basically do lots of unhealthy seeking behaviours, like buy them birthday cakes and stuff like that. It's kind of like one of those things where like you'd be better supporting them by buying them flowers and doing other things to celebrate things that aren't basically related to food. And this this conversation happened today. I bought the buddy cake because it's far easier than. Haven't well, uh, there, there we go then that's the thing you know you've you've backed down and you've given in because it was easier uh and because it's not absolutely. as awkward and everything else absolutely yeah yeah 
yeah, whereas yeah. And, and like yeah. come i was gonna say so i i have spoken about this on the podcast before both my parents they that you know they're not they're not as slim as me um and you know, we, we they're they're actively trying to lose weight, and they're, they're very good about it most of the time. But uh, like anybody, they enjoy a drink, uh, they enjoy fish and chips, and um, so you know that they're good probably sixty percent of the time, and not so great forty percent of the time. And so they're going to make slower progress than somebody who's maybe good eighty or ninety percent of the time, and um, you know enjoys himself ten or twenty percent of the time. And uh, I, <laughs> mum is terrible for well she's got a sweet tooth so she's terrible for saying to dad can you go out and get something so he'll go and he he won't just buy one option he'll buy two or three options and then you'll have one bit of each for the next two nights or or three nights and there um I, i have got to the point now where i i was very tactful about it to start off with but you know with your parents and you kind of you get past the point of almost caring, not caring, but you being tactful, I suppose. And I'll now, when I see things in the kitchen, I'll come back from the gym at nine o'clock or whatever, or back from hockey training at 10 o'clock and I see cakes or donuts on the side or something. And I'll walk in and be like, what the fuck is this? And be, oh, your mum wanted something. Um, and I, I just keep saying, yeah, well, that's not helping, you know, it's not helping your weight weight loss or that's not helping this or that or um and, and just kind of being very blunt about it. But then at the same time I know that just goes in one ear in an ear and out the other. Um yeah. Mm. So it's, it's, it's tough. A, Yeah, it is a really hard conversation topic to have, um with especially when it comes to family and for close friends because you don't want to upset them and you know full well that you're just pointing out some flaw or insecurity or something potentially that they, they don't enjoy themselves because, and this maybe brings on to a point like I read, you know, Darko Bottich. So one of the SBS ambassadors, obviously the guy was like, I don't know, he lost like 200 pounds. I don't know what he was, but he was something like 400 pounds. Wasn't he? And he, he like half his body weight. So obviously if, if people can relate, if someone can relate to kind of the obese population, that guy can, um, which is an incredible feat. He's, he's obviously now got his own podcast and like very much in the fitness industry. And I read one of his posts earlier where he, where he was kind of talking about this campaign and the whole body image or body shaming stuff. And one of the things he said, or I remember him, or, or kind of kind of stuck out to me at the end, was he said that he is yet to meet uh, or know an obese individual who prefers to be obese. Yeah, and that's, that's where you, you suspect things, but actually to sort of hear it for a from the horse's mouth for one of a better phrase um that's kind of you know it, it yeah it kind of um affirms what you sort of think um because yeah. he yeah no i was just gonna say he, he basically said that even though he considered obesity at times like a curse or like maybe a thing of like it's my genetics i can't do anything about it he still says that he never thought for one second it was someone else's fault he completely knew it's like his thing so whether it's like um he's not doing enough or whether it is genetics or whatever he blamed himself and only himself yeah. so that's to me i found that quite interesting for someone to say that and i imagine that's probably how a lot of obese people feel um rather than being i i i, I don't know like, it's, it's difficult for me to relate completely because i've i mean i've been overweight but I've never been what I'd consider in the obese bracket. And I, I would I would still hazard 
a guest that I don't think many people would want to be obese, like he, the, like the, the statement he made, and that given a choice, most people would choose not to. And that kind of comes down to like the whole body shaming thing in terms of like why people then kind of are so or or, or are so body positive when they're obese. If that makes sense. Like yeah. Take take take, so, take 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 Sophie's example as as where obviously one of our previous posts where like I said she had a stomach out and she'd drawn a smiley face on and it was very body positive love my body any weight that's really cool like and I don't I think anyone who's not a douchebag would say that that's incredible and that's exactly how people should be however where's the line in terms of the whole physical and mental health line. So like, where's the line in terms of where it oversteps the mark? Because it's great being body, body positive about stuff like that, but where's the line where it's affecting your physical health? Like, should you be so bo- celebrating almost that? Yeah, there was a, there was a thing on uh, the news a while ago and it was, uh, I, I can visualize the post in my head. I just can't remember the exacts of it. And it was something along the lines of uh, a woman wanted to become was it something like 30 stone for the sheer yeah, hell of it? Can you remember it, Al? What was it? Yeah, there, there was something where um, a, a woman wanted, actually wanted to be at the stage where she couldn't move out of bed. Um, she couldn't walk anywhere. She couldn't basically do anything. She was completely reliant on on her husband and her husband was perfectly happy for for, for her to go ahead and do it because she was happy in her own body that and that's how she wanted to be. And that is, I think, where the point where I mean, her husband was was a thin dude. He was like a wasn't he? If I remember yeah. rightly, he was a, like a skinny dude. Um, so that that always interests me as well. Um, but at the same time, that is when you know when they are massively affecting their health. That is when somebody needs to stop it, step in, and go, "What the fuck are you doing? Stop! Just stop!" Um, because that is when you know you're looking at the potential of you're not going to last many more years because of the amount of stress that that weight is putting on your body um and all these sorts of things and um yeah get into like three four five hundred pounds or you know 20 30 30 stone it's yeah it's it's scary that people are just kind of willing to do that to themselves i know some people don't realize and like we spoke about it last week of the point where you get to the oh shit moment where you know it's a photo of yourself where you catch your reflection or you can't fit in certain clothes anymore and that kind of is, is a trigger for a lot of people but you know be happy in your body whatever whatever it's in but please don't put your your health at risk um and yeah i i do think that kind of being outspoken about being fat and proud or whatever it's a fantastic thing but at the same time i do think it's a bit kind of on trend at the moment um without that sounding yeah. really bad uh because I, ha, ha, yeah ha, cha- change the scenario to smoking would you be how how would people so alex like how would you feel for someone going out and saying like i smoke and i'm proud but i love smoking it's the best thing ever i think that again again i think along with weight it's just it's your it's your personal person like if you've grown up in that environment and you know no different, then they they've got no no knowledge, and they know no different than to smoke. Whereas if you've perhaps grown up in an environment that doesn't smoke, and then you've gone into smoking, and you start you start to realise the effects of it, then that might be where it might take mm. effect on somebody, and and how and how they actually 
think about what they're doing as opposed to growing up in that environment mm-hmm. i think also with smokers it's it's a bit like what you were saying darko said about um the i've never met an, an obese person who is wants to be obese or happy being obese or whatever whatever it was you said um i work with a lot of smokers at work pretty much everybody who i work with smokes um and every single one of them says i wish i'd never started never start pretty much all of them say that um some people might be happy doing it uh and they might be they might be okay with the fact that they do it but if they could turn the clocks back and sort of have that decision whether they start started or not um i can guarantee you know 95 percent of them would probably go against it um and that is you know kind of the same with with potentially being overweight if you said to people who we're not talking you know a bit fluffy or a bit of a muffin top we're talking um you know obese and morbidly obese really aren't we really uh you know the kind of the more extreme side of things if you turn to them and said you know if you if you could turn the clocks back and carry and you know and go on being a slim person or you could get to the point where you are now what would you choose um and i suspect a lot of people would choose the you know not going to those extremes or not kind of getting like that mm-hmm. um yeah but it, it, it's interesting it's interesting maybe we should have got somebody who is more with Leo Beast on the podcast today instead of skinny old Alex um, I think that's still body shaming I don't think you can say that Ed sorry sorry Alex <laughs> 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 um, it's a good it's a good job you've got a special relationship and she knows you don't mean it you mean it affectionately <laughs> yeah yeah um, but I suppose um, God cool. no, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, could could this link on to kind of our sort of almost secondary topic and the the whole reason why we've got Alex on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of kind of going to kind of move on to it a little bit, I suppose. And like, I think we've we've kind of talked mostly about that. Um, I think just like maybe just to wrap that part up, like certainly the fat shaming or making obese people feel bad about the weight's never going to help them. I think all of us will probably agree on that, and that yeah. that's like that's why we've talked about things like what's the best approach to maybe try to help someone if you have like a family member or a close friend, because obviously just saying you're overweight, do something about it is like certainly not the right way to go. Um, I don't really know what the right way is. It's a really difficult thing to touch upon. I don't think, I don't think anyone knows really in terms of how the, the easiest or the right way to approach someone. And that is, um, I think maybe like, I, I kind of think that the best way is to just be as, li- as little emotive as you can and to just stick to facts. And maybe I think I do think that's what the, the cancer research campaigns tried to do. It has tried to just be factual. Like I say, it hasn't used anything that I'd consider emotive other than the fact. Well, no, other than any fact, actually, thinking about it, I just I can't I still can't see where the emotions in it. So um, I don't really see how you really get another way around a, 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 of trying to get something out to people to say look being overweight is shown in the research to be bad for your health as bad as like almost as bad as smoking so i was like well arguably worse i mean for i suppose if we're talking specifically for cancer almost as bad as smoking so yeah i think it's just a a a really difficult way to 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 deal with it yeah yeah it's so 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 scenario dependent isn't it i think um yeah so, so I yeah. guess Ed, um, you had a few questions, uh, obviously for Alex that you put together. Um, yeah, so I think you, kind you... of linking on to this. So this was in the media a lot with the cancer research post, and then also today uh, on the radio they were talking about 
how, uh, again, this is something we spoke about with Fran and Sophie Kelly and a few other hosts, a few other guests, sorry, um, talking about body image and, and things like that. And it kind of, it links so nicely to the, the fat shaming and the obesity thing. And it's a case of, well, you know, are people going at overweight people because that's not seen as the norm in this country, in the Western society? Um, and if that is the case, what is deemed the norm? Um, and why is that the norm, I suppose? Uh, you know, so talking about basically body image, how we perceive how we should look and how others should look. Um, and this was the reason why we got asked out is to come on the podcast because we kind of wanted to talk about uh, it from a female perspective as well, you know, being a, a a uh, conglomerate of males uh we, we kind of lack the the female uh, opinion and and that sort of thing so it's cool to get a, a female on who is not in the fitness industry who um isn't particularly outrightly uh, sort of fitness conscious if that is the right way of putting it um you know you're not somebody who's like in the gym every day uh or out running every day or you know eating like a rabbit every day um so it's, it's kind of cool to, to get to get a perspective of somebody who isn't kind of you know one of us <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i suppose looking at body image kind of especially so I, I think social media is kind of one of the biggest drivers behind of people telling us how we should look um as a female do you feel under pressure of looking a certain way yeah um I think um you very over social media you very very rarely see um, somebody who is uh, slightly overweight or overweight um, have a body image on their social media, um, whereas people who um, have a reasonable a reasonable body or what they see as a reasonable body um, will put it all over Facebook or on their Instagram. Um, whereas, yeah, people who who perhaps aren't as confident in themselves won't put won't put it all over Facebook and I think it's it's just it's it's how you it's how you see yourself and what you think the good body is or the perfect body what would you determine as a good body then or a perfect body yourself um well I think it's it's whatever you feel confident in for me um it would be um like somebody like Michelle Keegan who is fit yeah <laughs> <laughs> just affirming everything she's there not... Brett <laughs> well you know it's, quite, it's, not... quite, it's quite it's quite funny though right genuinely my dad used to say that Jenna looks very much like Michelle Keegan there we go yeah there we go, there we go. um she she's not um like too muscular and too toned but she isn't complete like skin and bone um and like for me I just think that's like it's where yeah for me is where I think it's is for like perfect body do I need if, if she comes into the room right now do I need to like watch my back 
Are you going to run off with her? Are you going to run off with her? Do I need to be worried? <laughs> if you two not. become friends, do I need to be worried? <laughs> um, I'll, be honest, I'll be honest, mate, this is wrong for the... Actually, no, it's probably right for this podcast, actually, but I was going to say, you shouldn't be worried, you should be happy about that. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> only, only if I can partake. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, too far. Um, no, that, like I guess, like, body... To say like uh like your ideals of body for a woman like it's probably what i'd expect most women to say like um what would be like your ideals for a man and i'll see if uh, like in terms of what you then look for or what do you feel like an ideal man and obviously please just ignore ed because i guess like especially someone like us in the fitness industry who are kind of like on the realms of like obviously it's not professional but you know we like bodybuilding we're all trying to improve our physique and we go through stages of different types of bodies like you've only got to look at what i look like in january compared to now it's quite significantly different like as a, as a partner like how do you feel about the way maybe ed's body might change one to next have you got kind of got preferences or, or what do you just see as like an ideal um i don't know i i always thought like somebody would would with the ideal body that I would like like that I like would be pretty much how Ed is oh awesome. yeah so sweet yeah <laughs> um what is that what are we talking though because I mean I, in my head I know what you prefer um but the listeners aren't in my head and neither do they want to be like to be fair like I am quite I am somebody who likes abs um but not complete, not like too over the top and not too big, like throughout the whole body. Like last night, Ed was watching, saw something on Instagram of some bodybuilders and straight away I said, that is way too far. Like they can barely move, like the way that they walk, like they walk as if like they poo themselves because they're, they're just so big. Um, and I think that there's the in-between. Um, yeah. So a muscular okay. lean physique. Yeah. No pressure, Ed. No pressure, Ed. Yeah. I guess, like, just just taking it back a step. So, just taking away from kind of like you specifically, mate. But you're talking about how women, or I don't know if you mentioned women actually Alex, specifically, or whether you just said people in general on social media. But obviously, you kind of see the best bits, don't you? So you're saying obviously, like, the people that you kind of see plastering their body all over are obviously in incredible or decent shape. Yeah. Um, I was going to say actually, I suppose like we. Us, us fitness professionals, dare I say it, um, probably didn't help that because, like, since I've been leaner probably last few weeks, I've posted more pictures of myself than I have done probably all of last year. And I guess, ever. like, looking back in – ever, yeah. <laughs> you look back in hindsight, like, it's quite – yeah, it, it can be – it probably could be quite damaging to a lot of people to think that, you know, oh, that's what you look like. And I think, actually, I don't look like that very often. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm exactly yeah. the same. And I have only, you know, recently because I've got abs again, so I've started posting photos of myself on social media. Now, I have posted a few non-ab photos, I suppose, in the fact that I'm, you know, I'm softer. And I, I, I've i done a few sort of comparison videos and such like that on, on Facebook. And I, I might post it again, actually, because it's a really cool video. And I don't think I've posted it on the No Nonsense Nutrition page. But on my personal page, I posted it a few times, and it's a kind of a, like a, a realism type video where it's got me so from when I very first started going to the gym and stuff like that, and 
uh, how you know I had no definition of muscle or anything like that. And then it's kind of got the you know definition, and I'm relatively lean, maybe like what we'd call say top two abs, maybe. Uh, and then down to the point of not too far away from where I am now, where I've got a you know a, a noticeable outline of of a full sort of six packy type thing. Uh, and then down to the point of where I was to the extreme of a bodybuilding show. Uh, where I was very, very lean. And it was talking about, you know, what people strive for, what people want, uh, what they realistically can get and what they can realistically maintain. And all of those are completely, completely separate things. I know for myself, I would, I could maintain my physique now. Can I be bothered? No, uh, because I would have to be very conscious about food. I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself as much, be as flexible or as um, lenient with, you know, the things I eat and stuff. Whereas if I was to maybe just go top two or top four abs, something like that, for me, that's a maintainable physique. I 100% could not maintain a shredded stage condition physique. Uh, and, I, and that is the same for probably 90% of, of males. Um, apart from the few freaks like Brett who have a six pack, regardless at 37% body fat <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah holds no amp fat <laughs> no uh, I said it's all on my ass <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it, it, it is interesting and it's very interesting listening to sort of you know how Alex seems sees that as the the ideal for a male now is that the same ideal that you had so what are you now you're 22 Right. So yep. is that the same ideal as you had when you were, say, 16? Um, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been pretty much like all the way. Suppose. I suppose you have always been quite athletic, though. Yeah, in, I've, not, always, you know, I've always been who... into I've always been into sport and stuff. So like I would never have been able to see myself as somebody who wasn't into sport. And so, yeah, I suppose it's always been. It's always been the same. Yeah. So you're not into the whole dad bod thing. You're too young probably to even think of the word dad, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because so, yeah, I, I found it interesting, like last year, I think Alderton, Jamie Alderton, went and did a piece for a, I don't know if it's a newspaper, local newspaper to him or the online media or some, some sort of media company where he did a like one of these things on the streets where they had him and like him shredded like proper shredded and then they had like a typical dad bod dude and they were asking people what they prefer and obviously most people I think went with the dad bod um and it's interesting as to why that is why why do you think it could be I I don't know it's it's pers- personal preference um why do you think it's personal preference for people? As in, like, what what about their personal? What they see in it to think, well, that's that's why. Why I would like that. I don't, I don't know because, like, personally, I wouldn't. Mm. Um, it's no good for cuddling. So, yeah. Well, as in shredded, shredded's no good for cuddling. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that that dad bod surely is. Dad bod, yeah, great for cuddling. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, sure. It's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because uh, I know like myself, so um, when I've posted photo shoot photos and stuff of myself, you know, I'm incredibly proud of what I've achieved, and that's kind of the whole reason of doing it is because I've achieved something cool, something different. Um, 
and I've pushed myself and I'm, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I've worked hard for six months to, to achieve something. Uh, it's like the same, you know, if somebody made a beautiful table or cabinet, they would post a photo of it on Facebook because they've worked you, hard. You're to... comparing your body to art. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, table. I'm just saying it's Thank like, you. you know, something you've worked hard on, you've achieved, you're proud. Uh, people post their, their two ones or their firsts that they've got at university because they're proud because they've worked hard towards it. Um, you know, Alex has got all her horse ribbons and many thousands of them uh, in her room because she's proud and she's, she's you know, happy that the fact that she's achieved all these many, many uh, horse ribbons. Um Stuff like that. So I suppose that's why you kind of do it and you achieve it. But when you do post that, you kind of, you get the comments and the, the, oh my God, you look amazing. Oh my God, I wish I could look like that and stuff like that. And people like the ideal of it, but in realism and realistic terms, a lot of people are kind of, uh, oh um, no, I don't really want that. It's kind of like, uh, probably like not the best podcast to say this, but you know when people say uh, you have the... um, is it like the girl next door and then wifey? Is that how the people like term things? So you have that kind of that. You're so street. So so street, yeah. So you get that kind of um, somebody you would you <laughs> you would maybe pick up on a night out, but you definitely wouldn't take them home to see your mum. And then you have like wifey who you take home to see your mum, and you know the the person who realistically is sort of like a long term fit. Um, and then you have the people who are you know your one night stands or whatever who might potentially be. Um, I don't know. Uh, different, different. Yeah, uh, fair, fair out there. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, is it is it I, like I, that though? Is that is that is that the thing? Is that why people sort of say, you know, yeah, that looks great, and I, I can appreciate the hard work and fantastic, but yeah, realistically, I, I I couldn't put up with somebody who is that high maintenance. No, no, there's definitely an element of that. So I think like Jenna's one of Jenna's previous boyfriends that she's talked about. I know she's said before obviously we got together. I know that she said he was high maintenance. He was very into his fitness and stuff. And like he would be the type of guy that would go to say, and this is what she didn't like, go to like a social barbecue with friends and he'd bring his own veggie burgers. Not because he's vegetarian, but because they were so lean. And obviously he wouldn't then overeat. And obviously she's like, that's just so boring having to go and like you constantly worrying about what you're eating. And don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely sure there's been very much times where I've been in similar, wouldn't say to, to that extreme or to that extent, but there's been times where I've made it obviously difficult for her because obviously I've had to say no to things or I can't do stuff because of my, my current goals or whatever. So I, I kind of half get that. But yeah, I think like when you're that restrictive, it is then difficult. And we've talked about that on podcasts, haven't we, about how it can affect your partners when, you have, when you're that restrictive. Yeah. Um, it's not just yourself. That, like Bodybuilding is such a selfish sport. Um, if you want to be successful at it. I mean, obviously not like we're even particularly successful or professional, but even still, you, you are very selfish at times. So I can see kind of like what you're saying, like for someone to be in that condition, they have to be pretty selfish and therefore it's like, oh, I don't know if I can deal with that type of um, commitment. But yeah, it's interesting. I, I also think, and like maybe chip in on this, but I also think there is very much for some people, because I don't want to, tar everyone with the same brush but there'll be a certain level of insecurity as well in that i will never be in that type of shape or into that type of condition so like oh oh no i, I don't like that i'd rather have someone more cuddly because it makes you feel a bit safer 
probably shouldn't say this, but I will, um, because the podcast listeners are our family, and uh, um, the tight knit group. It doesn't go anywhere outside of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, not like it's, it's literally on iTunes, which is like the most widely accessible thing in the world, uh, apart from maybe like Facebook. Um, so many years ago, we're probably talking, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago. My dad lost a lot of weight, and he he wasn't slim or anything, but he'd lost a lot of weight compared to uh, how he was. And my mum panicked because she wasn't bothered about her weight at the time, and she um, she she then panicked, thinking I I need to lose weight because because Lee's lost a lot of weight, so I need to kind of catch up almost. Um, and that that was interesting, the fact that. Uh, you know, like you said, you feel as though you have to kind of conform to your partner and how they are and, and such. Um, so I suppose if you were overweight yourself, would you then maybe find somebody who is overweight as well more acceptable as a partner because it makes you feel as though you don't have to sort of... If you, if you were, say you were overweight and your partner was a competitive bodybuilder say and they're shredded all the time and they're a cover model and stuff would you then feel maybe self-conscious the fact that you're kind of not like that and you're not in those social circles and you're not like the girls who are paired with them say the, the female equivalent I'm assuming you're talking to the only girl. I'm, I'm just I'm just uh, open-ended rhetorical <laughs> um, to Alex to Brett whoever's listening maybe just it's just me thinking out loud um yeah like i to be fair i've already thought like if we were to go on holiday or whatever i've already thought to myself like three four weeks before um i would (laughs) (laughs) i would try anyway and join a gym and just like stop eating all the rubbish that i do eat and try and like look half decent but the thing and is, then, though, but then as soon as I got back, I would just put it out the window again. But that's just, that's just me personally. But and then anybody who has ever seen you in anything less than a hoodie would know that you're very very slim anyway. So you wouldn't need to do that. Um, but I, I get what you this, mean, this, though. This I is, get what you mean. This is where it comes down to self, um, your own self uh, assessment of your own physique, though, isn't it? Or or your own self consciousness, because obviously it's not it's hard not to compare yourself to other people but um even if you don't compare yourself to other people like you might compare yourself to other people and and actually think i'm in way better shape than the majority of people but it doesn't stop you feeling self-conscious about things that you don't like about yourself absolutely and i'm sure i said this on a podcast ages ago but i remember the directly the weekend after i did my competition uh, i did the mnu body composition day so with the nutrition course we're doing we did a, a residential day where we went in and we're assessing each other's skin folds so people were wearing next to nothing you know wearing shorts or wearing sports bra and shorts and uh, we were measuring each other's body fat with skin fold calipers which is a you know it's a measure of sorry measuring people's body fat measuring people's uh, skin folds which you can use as a very arbitrary body fat percentage kind of thing if you do a few calculations but at the end of the day it tells you how much loose skin you've got um, and the, the higher your skin fold reading means you've got more excess skin which means that you potentially are more overweight whereas if you have less then you you know skinnier um and i was really self-conscious because my stomach had bloated out a little bit i'd pretty much lost my abs like this is what i was saying you know i had striated glutes 
which is like you know quite a hard thing to achieve but my abs have pretty much disappeared um yet and I think this is where the name Shredded Ed came from because I went and showered with Matt and Johnny. Um, so they saw this and um, I was so self-conscious thinking, oh, you know, I'm not, as, I don't look as good as I was last week. Um, I've been eating food all, like a lot of food all week and stuff like that. And I felt really like self-conscious, whereas in reality, I was the leanest person in that room and in the kind of, you know, the, the leanest condition in that room. Um, yeah, I still felt self-conscious because I wasn't as yeah. good as I was the week before. Um yeah, 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 yeah. Right, what what went on time wise? Must be hit the hour mark, surely. Just, just shaved over it, yeah. Right, okay. So, um, I think let's start to wrap it up. So, um, I don't actually, to be honest, I don't know if I've got much more to add really, because obviously we haven't got some sort of actual outcome like we'd like to give on most podcasts in terms of value. It's kind of more of a discussion piece, really, around you know, kind of whether factual evidence can be seen as body shame and vice versa. Like we, we all know that body shame is not acceptable in any way. So that was never really a, a, a point of discussion really. Um, have you got any more questions for Alex? And then uh, I think the only other thing I was going to say is, I mean, we could get into this in so much more detail, um, but I suppose, do you feel under pressure to conform to a certain body type because of things like social media and because of celebrities and such um yeah like for me personally i i do because um like like i said like you you very rarely see anybody on facebook who puts body images on who are slightly overweight or obese they're always people who um who have a good body and it's just it's it's social media media may almost becoming a competition for people um to to be like the best they can be but in their own eyes or in other people's eyes um and i think it's just um it's 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 not doing the generation now any good social media because people are people are just seeing smaller people on there so if you are overweight, then straight away you see yourself as somebody who perhaps can't put something on social media because other people don't do it. Yeah, I think like the, the generation of filters is which I've referred to before. It's like it's very rare nowadays. Like you would see people that aren't just filtering the hell out of every picture. And I'm not necessarily just talking about the odd Instagram filter to like make your abs look a bit better. I mean, just generally people like filtering their faces or putting on, you know, like Snapchat has like the, the, the face filters. Yeah, yeah. and the face filters and all that type of stuff. People don't even put pictures of their own faces nowadays. Like they're literally putting constant pictures of the one that makes your skin glow and like your eyes look sharper and all the things that just basically make you look like completely different. That's like, yeah. yeah. And I like I, the amount of people you get following you on Instagram, like where, like if if someone follows me, I I always used to want to follow back because it's kind of like if you're following me, I'll follow you back. It's kind of like nice thing to do. So, but I just stopped doing it because some people would follow me and unfollow. So now now what I have to do is if I see someone follow me, I have to like basically look at their profile to think, are they a robot or are they one of the idiots that are just clearly going to follow unfollow me in two days time? Now I have to make a bit of a judgment call whether I follow them back or not. Then, like when you go through their photos to see like do they look like a normal person? it's very rare you actually see many photos of people without filters and without stuff to see. Like I, I see, I actually struggle to find out what someone looks like. Like you go yeah. through all the photos. There's just nothing then. 
you know who the worst are for it? That kind of teenage girl generation. Guys, not so yeah. much. Teenage girls are horrendous for it. Um, not that I have a penchant for looking at teenage girls' profiles. No, no. So, like, uh, sort of work Instagram, all sorts of stuff pops up on that. Like, my, my Instagram is very kind of, you know, friends and fitness related, uh, whereas the work one, kind of everything pops up. Um, so on that you get it and it's just like the, the, the latest one is the, the, like the medical mask with the kitty thing on it. Mm. Why the fuck are you covering half your face? And I, I called my cousin out on this actually. So my cousin is, I think she's 13, I think. Um, and so I have her on Snapchat and everything she posts is either with a massive filter over their face or it's the, the hand over their face uh, why the fuck are you taking a photo of yourself if you've got your hand over your face? Or they'll get the, the crayon thing and they'll scribble out parts. So if they've got a spot, they will put like a, a line over their face or scribble out a bit of their face. Or if their room's a little bit messy, they scribble it all out. And it's just like, yeah. who the just, fuck cares? Uh, just to make it a bit less ranty, <laughs> something a bit more balanced. I think obviously it does go in line, Alex, with your point in that, like, people just this generation we don't feel like we can put on like a normal photo a normal because, photo because we've got all this access to stuff to, to like make you like if you're self-conscious about something like you all know it's like when you're kids and you've got a massive spot and you just you don't want to go out and be the guy with a massive spot or a girl and you think well, actually if you've now got access to something where you don't have to do that because you can put a filter on or something you're like actually yeah why wouldn't i to a certain extent yeah like i um i show jump with quite quite a few people who um when they're at shows they're just completely normal no makeup on or anything um and you'd you'd look at them and you just think not a nice normal pretty girl and then um on nights out and that they'll put things on instagram where it is like you would look at them and you'd think at the age of like 20 that they've had like so much botox because they're they've edited it to high level and that's just that's just how they feel the only way they can put anything on Facebook is if they they match up to to the people higher up on Facebook, like your famous people who who are going through all the Botox and that, and that look the that look perfect, and so they only feel that they can they can put what they see themselves as perfect, which is through editing themselves and putting loads of makeup on. So kind it of isn't it- them as a final point then are we turning around and saying people like the Kardashians and and people like that who have who are very big on social media and constantly posting you know selfie after selfie of their faces that have cost them you know hundreds of thousands of pounds are we saying that potentially they could be the reason to blame for so much body image issues especially in the younger generations it's not it's not going to help because people see them as they've made money through kind of the way they look, like models, they make their money through the way they look. And a lot of models go through all of the Botox and all that to get to where they are. Mm. So the younger people yeah. are going to think, to get to there, to get a good body, I need, I need the Botox to do it. I think like they set such high ideals um, in, uh, th- through ways of which are just completely unachievable by 99% of people they're going to strive to just get something they'll never achieve. And I don't think that's, yeah, like, like you said, I don't think that's helped in any way. And I wouldn't say it's the cause necessarily of body images, but certainly it's a factor in, in making people feel less 
uh, or more self-conscious and less confident in themselves. Um, I take it we've, we've kind of gone a bit of a uh, two, two ends of like terms of like body confidence and then kind of for some of the things that affect our body image and stuff. But I think it's been quite a cool chat. But um, I'm going to round up there because we're obviously on time. However, as we're all guests, we ask a few questions to our guests. <laughs> you're no different just because you're not in the fitness industry. So we're still going to ask them. Um, I'm hoping they make sense because you're not in the fitness industry. I still hope they make sense. What is your favorite flexible food? Maybe uh, uh, junk. What junk do you mean by flexible food? Junk food. So basically, you've you've heard of clean eating? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, anti-clean eating. What's your favorite anti-clean food? Your dirty food. You get shot for ever using that term, but just still. anything with chocolate in it. Okay. Excellent. Basically. We should do like okay. a Mr. and Mrs. thing. I'll give the answer and see what's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe now we'll, do, we'll do a whole episode on that. Time, maybe. <laughs> um, all everybody's okay. partners on. <laughs> well, what's, what's your favourite chocolate then? Um, the, tried it last night, Oreo, chocolate, sandwich, dairy milk. Okay. Lame, but all right, I'll let you go. <laughs> um, best burger joint you've ever visited? Ooh. I don't know. I'm not really a burgery person. Ba, ba, ba. Okay. <laughs> Just say McDonald's then if you like. Oh. Um, it's the only place I've ever yeah, taken pro- her, so. <laughs> yeah, probably McDonald's. <laughs> wow. Right. That's probably the worst answer I've ever had. At least say five, had, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I've had a few bad ones. So um, you, you may or may not know. It may or may not say, but I'm a bit of a burger connoisseur and... Yes, hence the question's in there. And when someone comes up to me and says a fast food restaurant, I do get a bit angry inside. Um, but maybe because... we could, maybe uh, Saturday night after our photo shoot. Well, 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 Ed, well, um, I did tag you, if you remember, on a place called Station Smokehouse in Roxham, which is a small village outside of Norwich, which is incredible. And I did say maybe we should all go there. Maybe you should book a, a table. Post meal. Yeah, the, uh, Matt's obviously not going to be able to attend. Yeah. And whether well. Paul and Becky can. I'm sure they will. Johnny's supposed to come as well. So yeah. Hopefully can. Um, cool, right. Um, best piece of advice you've ever been given. It doesn't have to be health, fitness related. It can literally be anything. Oh, God. Um, don't, don't say uh, Clarendon, Structure 20, Sharpen 56. <laughs> I hope they make sense, those references. Um, to, to just, I'm like, I'm someone that's got no confidence in myself. So, um, just advice to have more confidence in myself and what I'm doing. And the fact that I'm, I'm in there doing it means that I must be reasonable good at it. So, just have more confidence. I wonder cool. who said that. Cool yeah, cool answer. Definitely wasn't Ed. No. <laughs> No chance. <laughs> he hasn't got that much wisdom. Um, uh, what food would be the best to make a house out of? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with spaghetti or pasta. Dry or cooked. Dry, dried or cooked. Yes. Yeah. Dried. The fact that you even pause there is worrying. <laughs> Unless you were planning on using the cut wet spaghetti as like 
<laughs> the roof or something. <laughs> the roof. Yeah, I don't the know. The folding over. Yeah, yeah, like tw- like like thatched roof or something like tw- yeah. uh, Okay, different. Uh, <laughs> last question. Um, would you rather be attacked by one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Well, I hate ducks, so. Um, so a hundred duck-sized horses. Yeah. Just because they're actually horses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what? Just, hang on. Wait, what were so you? You've got one giant. Bear in mind that you do. You, do you own a horse? Or you ride horses? Either or? Yeah, no, you've, I've you've got, got, I own one. Yeah. You've got experience of horses. Um, yeah. You know how big the majority of horses are. We're not talking Shetland ponies here, are we? So you know, we're talking a seventeen-hand Arab or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but not a horse. It's a duck. So that's one. Or you've got a hundred tiny little ducks but they're not ducks they're actually horses one What's giant that? duck loads of little horses loads of little horses um do you not feel like that bear in mind you have experienced oh god this comes out wrong you experienced <laughs> the power of a horse firsthand a <laughs> <laughs> um, hundred of them even though they're smaller is still very very intimidating you still go with that option yeah cool right Need, need to say any more oh um cool i'm just gonna round, round up the content of um it's been a really interesting conversation actually and that kind of has all it's been because we haven't really provided any value as i say but i still think it's been really cool um just to reiterate we are not saying for one second are we any of us that body shaming is okay it's very very much not um however what i also think is that people need to think about their physical health as well as well as obviously their own body confidence and stuff, because obviously it is really important. The research and the evidence out there is showing that being overweight does put you in a, a higher risk of all mortality cause of death. So um, I think people obviously need to consider that. But yeah, whether whether the campaign that we originally started on was right or wrong, don't really know. Obviously, we're all going to have our own opinions, but I think it's quite a cool topic to discuss regardless. Um, and hopefully people kind of thought, found it interesting. So um Alex, thanks for coming on. Uh, funny way okay. to meet someone on a podcast. But, you know, this, it's been pretty cool. Obviously, we'll get to meet in person soon um, when Ed brings you up to lovely Norwich, assume down, that you are coming. Down to. Uh, down, sorry, I forget where you are. You leak, aren't you? You say that, you'd be surprised at how northern Norwich actually is. True. Like we're at, did you know from from um, geographical perspective, we are more northern than Birmingham? Yeah, so are we, though. Yeah, I know. Because you think of obviously, like, I live in the southeast. No, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I live in the southeast region, whereas, like, Birmingham is central of the yeah. UK. Is to me, in the to me, you're London. You're London. Yeah, so. I, yeah, a couple of hours, but yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. So, no, that'd be cool. So, uh, right, well, thank you very much, both of you. Hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a good chat. Was this your podcast debut? Yes. Been a good debut. Yeah. Maybe we'll get you on again. See how the reviews go. See uh, the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if no one downloads this episode, maybe not. But yeah, maybe not then. I'm sure. That's fine. Um, cool. Right. Well, I'll say bye. Ed, hit the button. The small's not here to say it, so hit the button. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.